Hey guys, welcome to It's a Cinema Podcast with me, Priscilla. And me, Jess. And today we're going to be reviewing the incredible Iron Claw, the Iron Claw movie about the Von Eric family and doing our own Zac Efron podium, but we'll get all the necessary stuff out of the way. We've recorded quite a few episodes. We did a cheating men ranking. We discussed American fiction. We've got plenty of other things in our arsenal. If you've not seen Mission Impossible, because I know now it's on Sky Cinema, I checked on my TV, and you've watched it and you want to listen to our review of it, have a listen. Um, and you can also listen to our rankings because just watched them for the first time. We've also got all the standards um, reviews that are on our feed. Please have a look. Um, all the films we've watched recently, particularly American fiction, please listen to that one because I know it's come out recently and a lot of people want to talk about it. We also did a review of Anatomy of a Fool, so please have a listen. Um, if you particularly enjoyed that movie, I really loved it and I'd love to hear people's takes on it, particularly the lawyers and the discussions it brought out. Now let's go into what we're here to talk about. Jess, how are you? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm actually really happy this Sunday. I was well rested. I have a lot of things to do though, but you had a good day. How's your ah, day been? Nice. I had uh, I'd been, been bap. Um <laughs> I got over my crying fast with the eye in colour. Um, oh, I thought you were about to say you were crying over something else. No, gosh, no. The only thing I've cried over is this movie, which we'll probably discuss. Mm. But uh, what we're here to talk about <laughs> is the eye in colour, which was written and directed by um, Sean Durkin. It stars Zac Efron. It stars Harris Dickinson. It stars, you know, my main man, Carby from The Bear. Uh, aka Jeremy Allen White, Calvin Klein model, and essentially it's about the Von Erich family. I know about this family quite a lot because I watched wrestling. Jess, did you were you particularly aware of the Von Erich family before going into this movie? To be fair, I wasn't because when I used to watch wrestling, it was just the early two thousands. So my knowledge of wrestling is literally just like early two thousands wrestling, and obviously like a bit now with obviously like Logan Paul being there. So I told my brother that I was watching it and then he was like, he definitely needs to watch it. So I'm guessing his wrestling knowledge is obviously stronger than mine. But yeah, I enjoyed learning about the family. Well, it was very, you will definitely dive into that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> sad. But I think they're probably more known about, they are very talented wrestlers. I genuinely didn't think it was going to be this sad. No, no. Like they're very talented, mm -hmm. talented, talented wrestlers. But their backstory is tragic, to say the least. I even going in and I know what happens to them. And you, you and what did we? We'll talk about this. But what the movie did very well is that even when you knew it, you still felt like shh, crap, man. <laughs> like really, like these guys got to suffer again. Like really, really, this has to happen. But let's go into yeah, just like when you see it on the screen again. Exactly, like you see it over again. But let's go into, you know, what we thought of the movie. I, I'll probably go first because I feel like I've got too much to say in my brain and it's right there on my hippocampus. But I thought the movie was phenomenal. <laughs> I am so, 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 so pissed off that A24 fumbled this and did not even delay the release or push promotion for this because this should be this is an Oscar worthy movie. I think Zach Efron should be right in the conversation. I think Jeremy Allen White 
it wouldn't be too hard to not in not even a conversation, but something at least like a little talk. I'm not expecting him to be nominated, but to have a little circus around his name for a little bit. But it's just a crying shame if you've got a performance of everyone this incredible and you blunder it. It's a phenomenal movie. Zac Efron, I do not know what he will do to top. Actually, I say this and he tops it. He manages to outdo himself quite a lot, but it was a flawless performance from him. I personally think it's my favourite actor, acting performance of anyone of 2023. It includes Killian, it includes Andrew Scott, it includes um, like Carmen Domingo and Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown and so many different people, all the women as well. Like it, it's my favourite performance out of everyone. He plays Kevin phenomenally. Harris Dickinson, Jesus, I cried. I cried. <laughs> and I cried again. Um, I think Sean did. It was such a love letter to wrestling itself. I think anyone who's yeah, into this wrestling. This like the first time where you said about a film and I'm not surprised that you cried. Yeah, this one is a cry move. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a crier, as Jess knows. I don't cry a lot for my own stuff. But when it comes to a movie, I'll cry. And I knew I was going to cry with this. I knew I was going to cry with this. I, I knew I'd step myself. I had tissue. But I didn't think I was going to cry this much. I was like, when you're crying so much, you're out of breath and you're panting because it was so sad. Maybe cheesy at some mm-hmm. point. Maybe uh, maybe there was something they could have polished on. But I just did the performances itself. We've not even got into Lily James. She was amazing. Um, Holt McNally, who um, who plays their dad, like everyone, really came in and said, "You know what? Yeah, I've come here to do a job. I've come <laughs> here. I've got rent due. The landlord banging <laughs> on the door. Like everyone put their like this is what you call an ensemble performance. So everyone's put their two cents in. I have honestly, Sean, he's putting himself a real good steed, a good set of projects together to put himself in conversations, and I think." A lot of actors will be clamoring to work with him following this movie. And Zach Efron, I am so sorry. I am so sorry we're in an unjust world and A24, terrible studio. <laughs> you should be an Oscar nominee. You should be. And if you were in, and I'm sorry, if he was nominated, I would have been campaigning for him to win because I think he had the best performance out of everyone there. He cleans out everyone, including Killian. He cleans out everyone. And that's very hard considering his role and what he had to do and what he had to take. But that's my opinion. Jess, what did you think? I was actually just amazed. First of all, I just remember that period where like his face was changing and then people wondering what was wrong with him. So <laughs> throughout the film, I was just like looking at his um, transformation and just thinking, oh, obviously like how strong he got. Like, did he do it naturally? Did he do steroids? But other than that, that appearance aside, he did an amazing job. Like his emotions in the film, like I felt them. Especially towards the end when his sons were playing and and he was like, he was obviously upset because he doesn't have any brothers. I was like, oh. <laughs> and that kind of got me. Like if I was like a super emotional person, I probably would have broke down in tears like when he was crying. Because like he's, emo- like, I just feel like, like in every film that he, he's just so good at like showing how he's truly feeling. And I feel that's what I love about Zac Efron. I just felt like the storyline was obviously just like really sad and about siblings and the relationship with their dad. Like when you have a toxic dad, how it can affect the kids. 
and like all the tragic things that were happening to his siblings. And then in the end, like when they're doing the credits, when they're talking about like his life now, it's like, it was kind of like a happy ending. But then, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought that his performance was amazing in this. I love a good sports film slash sports documentary. So this is right up my street. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that was the main theme, I think, of the the film entirely. I think the idea of family and chosen family and the love that the Von Erics, like all the brothers had for each other, Kevin and Kerry and David. Um, also another brother, there was another brother who well, wasn't included in this movie as well that they also had as well. Like, then didn't tap into his story too much, but I think Sean said he didn't want it to be too much of a you know sad fest I think but I think the love between all of them was so amazing you can see how much they cared for each other I think it was just because they obviously like just had each other because the dad was always like if they had issues go to your sibling <laughs> so I feel like that's probably like what the thing that just like tightened they bond up to more because they literally just had each other no I completely agree with you I think the dad basically saying that oh you've got to rely on your brothers and um mm-hmm. or and everything that he had been doing I th- you know I think he did in his own abuse create the relationship that Kevin and and the rest of his brothers had I thought the most interesting thing about this movie and it's something that comes up quite a lot when it comes to superstars and what are famous athletes? I think Thierry Henry went into discussion about this. Was it on? I think it was on the... Steve Bartlett. Steve Bartlett <laughs> one. Yeah. But it also came up in the Gary Lineker podcast with Micah and um, uh, Alan Shearer, which people should listen to. The rest is football. Even if you don't like football, they're very funny to listen to. And he talked about how he was always seeking this grand approval of his dad that he knew it was never going to arrive. He just kept trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And he became this obviously insane footballer that we all know and love as Thierry Henry. But in a way, he did it as a way to gain affection of his father. And it was somewhat very abusive. And I think other athletes, I think you can look at possibly the way that not Serena Williams in particular, because I think Serena Williams wasn't abusive towards that Serena Williams' dad was abusive towards her, but the way he treated his other family <laughs> and then just took her and her sister and would be going. But there is an element a lot of people say where there's a now there's a debate on whether or not these the like whether or not the the abuse is valid because you create these athletes. Mm-hmm. And I've always argued that it's stupid and asinine because someone's either talented or they're not. And they flourish more in a loving environment. Perfect yes. example would be like some of the England players, Bakayo Saka and the Marcus Rashfords and the um like the James Madisons and the even the Wayne Rooney's of the world, they grew up with quite loving, supporting parents who were willing to do anything to help their son become who they became. Same with Coco Goff and her parents, same with um like they were surrounded with so much love, Lewis Hamilton and his dad. Like it's such a loving relationship of a dad truly loving his son. It doesn't, despite the you know, stop the fact that their children are incredibly talented athletes who are amazing at what they do. But it, them having that love helps them flourish. If that makes any sense, I'll use Lewis Hamilton. So with Lewis Hamilton, 
his dad is probably he's the most the most talented F1 driver we're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. We're not going to any better than him. Um, there was no one better before him or after him. I don't think there's no one close. But his dad is his biggest fan, mm-hmm. and that love and relationship allowed him to flourish to get to where he's getting to. And I think what and I think sometimes the argument a lot of people have is that oh, like if you've been abused, you know, if I've been spanked by my parents, but I'm okay. I've been verbally abused by my parents, but I'm all right. I think this movie was a perfect representation of how if you've been mishandled or abused or, you know, whatever by your parents, no, it doesn't. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, it goes tits up and it, the, the debate really annoys me. I think this movie, I want everyone to shut up now because it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. this level of abuse doesn't, create an environment of which a child will fully succeed because these kids reached the heights of wrestling and they were in turmoil yeah like they were in absolute turmoil not one child fell in that point of their peak of their fame relaxed and okay with their talent because of what they'd been through with their with their, their dad so i don't know how you felt but i feel like this it opened my eyes. I thought, thank God we have this movie to, so everyone can just shut their mouths and see like, no, it's not okay to have a parent like that. It's absolutely not all right. Yeah, just like jump onto what you were saying. I know there's obviously like famous artists as well who have had parents like that, like Michael Jackson. Um, I know Macaulay Culkin's dad was a mess. And even reading Jeanette McClure, is that her last name? Yeah, Jeanette McClure. Yeah, I wish, yeah she uh, had I'm glad like, my mum died. Yeah. Yeah, she had like an abusive parent. And it's just like, yes, they may have been successful, but just like the psychological damage it did to them afterwards and um i just love this film because i like one thing that my dad has obviously like put installed into us is that like he had his career and then he knows like the importance of obviously doing what you love and to never forcing people to do something or putting pressure on anybody so he literally supports everything that we do if i said that you know what i want to be a dj (laughs) he'll you know he probably, if it's like, obviously he'll have like a good plan, he's obviously a serious person. If I have a good plan for it and everything, he'll be there to support. And that's what you need in parents, like people actually supporting what you're doing. And that can push people to excel in what they're doing instead of being forced into doing something and being, and you need your parent. Like, and, and remember Kevin's character. I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it was. Um, He was saying that um there was like an issue with his brother. And then he was just like, oh, you guys sort it out between yourselves. Like, there's no guidance there. <laughs> like, you're meant to be a parent. You must, like, guide your children into doing all these great things. And, yeah, I'm f- definitely for having parents that let you do what you want to do and actually support you in what you're doing instead of being abusive and everything. Because, yeah, you can be successful, but then there's obviously something that will unbalance that with, like, your mental health or mm. things like that. No, you're spot on. Because I think, I mean, Jess knows this. My mom's probably my biggest cheerleader. I uh, just met my mom. My mom's uh, one of those parents where, um, <laughs> like, I would do anything and she'd back it. Like, she's just one of those people. She's saying, she's saying with all my friends, like, anything my friends do well, she's like, wow! Like, she's one of those. <laughs> so I made a big career pivot at 25, which would shock some people. Um, which some parents would be like, what, what, what are you doing? Go back to school <laughs> to do teaching. Like, what are you doing? Whereas my mum's always been one of those people where like, she's been so supportive and she created such an environment from when I was a kid that 
you know, I want you to do what you think is best for you. And my job is to help you guide you to that place and be like a pillow for you to fall on in case it goes wrong. And that's how she's always been, but probably helps that she works in mental health. So (laughs) that aids it as well. But because she's always been so supportive and very much like, you know, I don't, I don't need to do something because you think I want you to do it. I want you to do something because you want to do it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what I think you go to bed every night and you want to be able to be like, um, obviously not every day you're going to be excited to go to work, but it's very nice to be somewhat okay with spinning in that little hamster wheel for the next 40, 50 years, knowing that you're doing something you pretty much all, though you can find an element of joy in. And I think this is where, like I was watching these, these brothers, I've pitied them so much. Yeah. Because I'm like, you needed like some love. <laughs> and I think they were searching for this. I think everyone generally is going through this thing in life where you're searching for a meaning or what am I meant to be here for? And if you've been conditioned to do something for so long and you've now done it, now what? And that that's where it comes down to you. They've achieved everything there was in wrestling. They've become renowned thing, you know, names of wrestling. But then now what? That doesn't stop that feeling inside that I'm feeling. And I think the one thing I hope people take away from this movie is obviously be better. If you you are going to bring children into the world, please be better than what you experienced. But I think the second thing I want people to take away from it is that obviously the love of family and whether that is your actual family or if you don't have any family, your chosen family, whether it's your friends or, you know, whoever you've decided to be a chosen family. But I think the main thing is ensuring that you're doing what you want to do mm-hmm. in life and not and not what other people want. and I know it's better to, it's easier to say I I come from a comp- complete position of privilege where I have a parent that lets me do that and not everyone is in that exact position but to some degree make sure that you are doing something that you love because I think and also the whole thing of, and it's true, and I, I worked in mental health for so long, chasing something is not going to stop what's eating away at you inside. You can get as much money as you want. You can sleep around. You can eat as much as you want. You can do whatever it is that, stop, that is stopping you from facing that thing. That thing will be confronted at one point and it's going to still be there and you can't run away from it. And I pitied these men so much. Kevin included. I, I cannot imagine the burden of emotional turmoil they were going through i mean going through each brother and what happened to them i mean dear gods uh kerry jesus <laughs> this whole curse thing that was was that was being brought up in this movie i was like damn <laughs> and kerry's one of like i was very sad with um all of it but Kerry's one in particular was so sad because he was so scared of this curse and he called scared of this curse and I know what's going to happen but even me is part of me part of me is hoping oh maybe he won't do it there's going to be a happy ending he's not going to actually like use the gun yeah then he does you're like fuck like this whole curse thing yeah please we need to guys yeah the tongue is powerful I don't care if you're religious or not religious. The tongue is powerful. Whether you're religious or unreligious, it's powerful. Please, man. This is obviously this is not the base of the film. What I, what I'm saying is not the reason why these men happen. This is a lot more. It's a lot more complicated. But I I don't think the reason why 
all of these men pass because of a, a curse. I think that that would be very stupid. But I think the curse plays a big part. It's like a it's almost a self fulfilling prophecy where yeah. these men believe that they're doomed, and then because they're doomed and there's this curse, there's no point of trying anything. Yeah, you might as well just do sense. it. You may as well just do it, and that's what all of them were like. Do you know what I mean? And then you know what? There's no point. There's no point. There's no point. You know, let's just you know let's just end it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what made this so sad. Like each of their little, with each brother's death was with the brother's death was more that there was a self fulfilling prophecy that they believed in that they didn't think that they would get out of this rut. And no, and that's the thing. And I think that's the sad thing about mental health and generally is that the hardest thing to convince someone who's in a state of like that is the fact is the idea that they're in, especially with Kerry position that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Because I think a lot of people say, just talk. It's not easy. Yeah, because like for them, like who do you turn to? Because your bro- your dad is just going to say, oh, solve it. Speak to your brothers. <laughs> and mm. obviously like your siblings can't always help all of your problems. So it's like, and obviously I'm guessing obviously there were therapists back then, but it's, it's not as big now to like go to like mental health, um, to speak to like therapists and stuff like that. So it's just like you're just in your own head. I know, and I think the worst thing, I think because David's death was just tragic. Tragic. Like, it was absolutely tragic. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it wasn't nice. It was awful. Awful. Mike's death? Like, oh my, like, (sighs) Mike and Kerry, I was just scratching my head and I was like, geez. Because I think what happened was, is that you, your brother dies in such a, not a unique way, but such an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. Like he dies of an inflama- inflammation of his small intestine. Yeah. That's how he passes away. And then now you're thinking, oh, this family, like, and then obviously your dad doesn't, obviously with Kerry, your dad, with um, Mike, your dad pushes you mm-hmm. to go back into the ring. You don't want to go, you commit suicide. Now that adds on to the self-fulfilling prophecy. Now you're Kerry. And you're like, my dad, my brother died, and this one died. I'm in a I, rut. I can't get out of it. And then he, do you know what I mean? So the whole thing crazy. was just tragic. You're just crazy that dad didn't like change after like the first suicide or anything. But men, it, men like that don't change. And parents like that don't change. And I think you were right to bring up Jeanette McCurdy's book is that when you've got a parent who doesn't believe, that they have a fault in what what how you turn out. Oh, they don't care. I've seen it. I've dealt with parents like that. They have no self awareness. They don't think it's them. They think it's you, and it's your fault when it's not your fault. Do you know what I mean? Like you can tell this parent, you can scream it into the trumpet sounds, and Jesus comes to save us. They will not believe you. They will say, "Oh, but what they didn't do this, or they didn't." This. Like you know, you saw what his dad was doing. There's always an excuse. You're a coward. You're not, you know what I mean? You're not mad enough. Like, why are you not wrestling better? That sort of thing. That's that's their always excuse. So it was, obviously it's a true story, but it's also very realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of parents. It does I happen think, often. I know it happens often. I think a lot of people, there's no kumbaya. It's the same with any abusive situation, especially it's like even look at, this is a very trivial, not trivial, but very normal example. Look, look at Chris Brown. To this day, he does not acknowledge the fact that he's an abusive man who's abused several people, men and women alike, because he doesn't want to face up to it. 
because that means he has to take accountability and that's what their dad didn't want to do. And Holt, McNally, Netflix, put Mindhunter, you need to pay the pay Finchley's money to do Mindhunter because Holt needs to be be doing FBI stuff with Jonathan Groff. This is sad. He was very, he was very good. I hated him so much. Considering how much I love him in Mindhunter, I hated him in this, which is good because that means you did your bit right. I'm, I'm, I'm meant to, to dislike you heavy. But the film, I give it, I think it's a solid 9 out of 10 movie. I Please, guys, watch this movie. It it deserves its moment in the sun. I give it a 9 out of 10. I mean, Jess, what, what would you give it? I'd give it a 9 out of 10 as well. I thought it was a great film. It has a great story to it. You know, Zac Efron's in it, you know. He's, he's, you know, he's a childhood hero. He's still out oh, here. Oh, man of my <laughs> life, man of my heart, love of my life. Like, as Jess knows, I've loved Zac Efron since I was, how old was I when I first watched High School Musical? I like was nine, Okay, well, you're like probably eight, nine. Yeah, because I think I was nine, like when High School Musical came out. I was mm-hmm. eight. I was eight. <laughs> and, you know, my life changed when he sang the start of something new. Something <laughs> awakened in my spirit. With and I realised with oh, his no, fringe, right. <laughs> and I looked at that man, and I knew this is a man I wanted to be with. This is the man that was going to be the rock of my foundation. Do you know what I mean? Like this was the man that was going to change my life. And as we are talking about Mr. Zach, yes, and we're having the conversation about Zach, let's discuss our top Zach Efron movies now. We've created our top three Zac Efron movies. Yes. I've done my top three. Jess will do our top three. Then we're going to do a shared podium. Now, I'm me and Jess are quite similar. I've known Jess since I was 18 now, so I think we're going to blend <laughs> with our choices. Um, now, we did three. I could do six for Zac Efron because I could have done all three high school musicals, but, you know, t- time constraints so (laughs) we're gonna do a top three like we do like every race whether it's f1 or athletics or swimming whatever so gold medal silver one two three first second third so jess yes let's go through your top three what is your top three starting with third okay this is like more it's sentimental so like when you hear my top three don't get in order don't get offended (laughs) it's absolutely Fine. It it doesn't matter. It's your choice. So in third place, I have gone with Hairspray. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, this could be because I thought movie. you were probably going to like rank it higher because you literally always talk about Hairspray. I know. It's, it's quite high. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Hairspray go together real bad. <laughs> but then I just found it incredible just to go from High School Musical to another musical and then still smash it again. And it's such a renowned, Link Lark is one of the most famous characters in musical history. Like, he's such a renowned character. And now whenever someone says his name, I think of Zac Efron. That's history. Yeah. That's impact. And his lady's choice, his lady's choice, yeah, he changed lives. He changed mine in 2007 with that. Like, with his little slip back black hair and baby face. Ah, yeah, continue with number two. I'm going to talk about it too much. (laughs) My number two, it was just really weird because I was actually thinking about this movie the other day and it absolutely made me sad for it's a, it's a, a particular Clowns. reason. Oh, hmm? 17, is it 17 again? Yes, 17 again. I oh, love that damn. film. Like me, me a, and my brothers actually like that film. <laughs> we, watch it, we used to watch it all the time. 
we don't get comedies like that anymore, you know. That's a great film. And, and do you know what he did so well, Zach Efron? He played Matthew Perry's character at that age so well. It's very hard. That sort of role is not easy to play when you're playing the younger version of another actor's portrayal of that person. Yet it actually felt like you were watching Matthew Perry at that age, if that makes any sense. And we don't get comedies like that anymore. Man, I need to watch that again now. God. What's your number one movie? My number... Okay, well, um, can we put this as three films or can we just pick one out of the three? You have to pick one. Okay, okay, this might be controversial, but number one is High School Musical, but I'm going to go with High School Musical 2 because I actually like High School Musical 2 more than I do High School... Slightly. (laughs) I feel like the soundtrack is better. (laughs) Okay. Is it for bet on it? I'm trying to think, should I go based on nostalgia or should I go based on what my favourite film is? If that's your favourite High School Musical, put that down. Yeah, I'm going to go High School Musical 2 as Zac Efron's number one film. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the way he sang "Bet on it." I knew it, you people, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll rant about it, but when I do my podium, I'll do my top three. I'm number interested th- in hearing this. <laughs> number th- <laughs> okay, honorable shout outs: The Greatest Showman, rewrite yes. the stars, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Another honorable shout: Charlie St. Cloud. I cried. <laughs> Another honorable shout out. Bad Neighbours. Funny. Mm. Funny. That just missed out on mine. That just missed out. Another honourable mention, the first High School Musical. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I love High School Musical. Just the original, I just remember just like waiting to watch it on Disney Channel. I was a stan. I had the bag when they're all (laughs) jumping. I had the dance mat with the microphones. I could sing and dance at the same time. I had the lunchbox. I had the water bottle. I was standing high school musical. I, I was there. Right. So high school musical and high school musical too. Yes. They both are my honourable mentions. I'm sorry. Here's my top three. This was quite hard because there are three films that I love very much. His catalogue is really cataloging. He's got a really good catalogue. I was like, literally, like, I was actually going through it and I was like, damn. <laughs> This isn't this isn't easy. <laughs> like there are some films. Like I actually really, I really, 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 really love the lucky one as well. Like there's some films in there that I was like, hmm. yeah. But I'm gonna have to put the iron claw in there now. Yeah, two films I just missed out on mine as well. It booted out seventeen again. I'm sorry. It booted out seventeen again. It booted out. It was like, see ya. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you know, it, it has to happen sometimes. You know, we don't all win. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I reckon that that film he's got with John Cena is gonna sneak its way in there because it looks funny. Uh, then my number two is Hairspray. Yes. Oh, I'm just, to you it, number one. It mm-hmm. just it just misses out. Like Hairspray and this other film were fighting because Hairspray is one of my favorite. It's my favorite movie musical ever, ever, ever. The longer Greece, ever, ever. It, my top three movie musicals, in case you wanted to know, is first is Chicago, then is Greece, and then is Hairspray. In case you wanted to know, that's my top three. I'm a Chicago. Oh, and Moulin Rouge. I love those films. But it just misses out for my own number one film because that number one film, it really meant something to me. Like I cried, I laughed, I danced, I sang. You know what I mean? It meant something. It, it moved me. 
it moved me and high like hairspray phenomenal we've said it already he was incredible he that kenny ortega boot camp from high school musical you see what it produces in hairspray mm-hmm. you see what it produces it transferred I don't it, know tra- right. it, it really mm-hmm. he became link <laughs> i didn't see zach he was linked. And it's so far removed from Troy Bolton because it like a lot of people say, oh, but people do musicals. These are not two similar characters. They're so far apart. They're so different. Um, so obviously I had to put hairspray. My number one Zach Efron movie. Yes. And the best high school musical movie. Ooh. The best. <laughs> people let nostalgia trick them. <laughs> But I watch these movies constantly. <laughs> and I mean constantly. Jess can, Jess can attest to it. I watch these movies all the damn time. <laughs> and the best one is High School Musical 3. Let me tell you why, right? Okay. Mm. Let me tell you why. This was a cinematic experience. This was made for... Mo- this was a Disney Channel original movie on the TV on a summer holiday. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't. This was movie premiere. This was, you're watching this in the Odeon Lux in Leicester Square. This was, let me tell you, a night to remember. Yeah, Kenny Ortega had those children working like Navy SEALs (laughs) to produce a cinematic masterpiece that we all take for granted. And Zac Efron in that routine hit every boom cack. Yeah, every point, every booty pop, every like the the night of nights. No, he 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 slapped. Yeah, then we go to kind of have this dance. Yeah, mm-hmm. he rom com hero Ryan Gosling could never, Matthew McConaughey could never, Colin Firth could never, Hugh Grant could never. He came in and said, "I'm going to give you rom com hero." And it will rain, and I will make you want to be Vanessa Hudgens in this moment. Then we'll get into the best song of the franchise. The best song. No song gets close apart from I Want It All, which Sharpay and Ryan sing, but no song gets close, which is Scream. The turmoil of picking a university where you could do performing arts or a university where you could play basketball. He ran down the stairs and tore down a banner of, with his face on it. Like he said, I don't know where to go. What's the right team? He was, the whole gymnasium was shaking and turning before inception. And I don't know that, with that transformation. Kenny was that. doing this before <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> that is, that, that song shits on bet on it. When I'm going through, when I was picking universities on UCAS, that's the song I listened to. <laughs> You think I'm lying, I'm not lying. <laughs> when I was like, I don't know where to go, what's the right team? I was on Newcastle listening to that song. And luckily you went to the right uni. I went to the right uni and I met Jess. We had a great time. I had a great time. Like that, what is that case did in high school musical free cannot be forgotten. <laughs> the kids don't know how to work. What's Kim Kardashian say? No one knows how to work now. Yeah. Right. And I agree with Kim. People let, don't want to work. Let people... I want everyone, if you want to act, I need you to watch what he was doing there. Yeah. Watch him. <laughs> from from start to finish, the movie starts, his eyes are bam, staring at you. 
No, the whole movie. I don't think you understand what he did in this movie. He changed lives. Mm-hmm. He took this shit to different areas. Yeah. And it's the best movie. People let High School Musical to rattle you. Is every day better than Can I Have This Dance? No. The one song people bring is Bet On It. I too love Bet On It. It's a good gospel song. I understand. I get it. You know, I understand. The gospel. It's good. You know, it's not good at all to see yourself and not recognize your face. I understand it's gospel. You know, I understand. I'm there. I'm with you. I sing it at karaoke. But let me implore you. What Zac Efron did in High School Musical 3, shit's on High School Musical 2. He, <laughs> he came back from the boot camp of Hairspray and said, I'm an actor now. Not an actor. I'm an actor. I'm going to give you time. He gave me an 18-year-old student in turmoil. <laughs> we all related to it. When you're in the last year of six, you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to study? And he gave it to us. Vanessa Hudgens wasn't giving me that. <laughs> How can you drag her in? No, let's talk about it. <laughs> like, let's, actually, let's not begin to it. The boys are back in this movie. Please, what this band did in this movie, we need to ring the bell for the High School Musical 3. I'm, I'm on the front lines, yeah. I'm tired of this High School Musical 2 is better in gender. It's not. <laughs> it's not he was so much better in this movie you guys keep on bringing a bet on it he grew <laughs> he grew <laughs> I'm sorry because what he was in a high school musical free, when I was watching this as an adult I thought damn this is actually really good acting <laughs> like people joke no this is this is good like we had it good I actually need to rewatch I don't I can't remember the last one rewatch High School Musical I, I must have literally been a child I implore you rewatch as an adult it's so much better yeah when it's I was watching it. it and I was like I, I get it man like what, what what I don't know what to do what is the right team what is the right team babes I don't know I don't know do you know he's got an infinity of playing with sons of dads who are pushy about wanting them to do a certain sport because what and playing basketball it was not a basketball playing <laughs> 17 again <laughs> Maybe he wanted to be in the NBA and then, you know, he settled, he settled for, his, for um, yeah, acting. Yeah, imagine. But what's going to be our top three? Because our high school squads are clashing. <laughs> okay. For the sake that, for the, because I feel like, because it completes the franchise. Okay, okay, let's start with number three. Okay, we'll put number three. We both have 17 together. No, I think I missed out 17 again, but we'll put 17 again because that's a good show. Yeah. I love that film. It's a very good movie. Number two. Hairspray. Hairspray. We both had it. Our number one, okay. I don't (laughs) mind putting High School Musical 2 there because I know that the audience are going to be like, put a bet on it, put a bet on it, put a bet on it. He was on the golf course. Yeah, I understand. So I'm willing to sacrifice High School Musical 3 and, you know, the real ones know the truth. I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, I'm a given person. It's the spirit of Easter. You know, it's Lent. So I'm willing to give as Jesus gave. So... (laughs) I don't mind putting High School Musical 2 as number one. <laughs> but then, could we possibly put High School Musical 1 as number one? Because that was... You know what? I like what you're talking. I like how you're talking. <laughs> that was because the set. <laughs> High School Musical 1, yeah. Get your head in the game. He was so good at it. It was not his singing. It was not his singing that's the issue. <laughs> so we need to pick someone where he's singing because we can't put High School Musical 1 and then we're going to see Break and Finish through CD singing. So... Okay, put, I'm, put, I'm okay to settle with High School Musical 3 because I feel like that completes the franchise. It completes the movie. That's what we're so going to do. High School Musical. <laughs> that. 
Yeah, that's so, I actually may rewatch this tomorrow because that, that was such a good movie. <laughs> no one needs to rewatch High School Musical. Actually, I haven't rewatched in years. Uh, I say this, and do you know, I remember I begged my boyfriend if we could rewatch, and he went like, "Why do you want to rewatch this movie?" I haven't rewatched it. I don't even think I've rewatched the one as a secondary school. I literally, it's been a year. No, actually. The High School Musical 3 come out in secondary school? They come out in year seven? No, High School Musical 3 came <laughs> out in... Oh, this is embarrassing. I know this. In year, you know the end of year six? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I watched it on first opening night. <laughs> <laughs> the I fact they went to the cinema, I was like, I was, I was so offended because I'm like, all of the High School Musicals are on TV. Why do I need to go pay no, to go watch it in the cinema? No, you need to pay for that. That, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Kenny Ortega, yeah. We've been we've been denied a service. This is my plea. I don't know if he's ever gonna hear this. Please, man, get back. I think he did the descendants. See, even my sister had sat in with Kenny. But Kenny, please, we need you to be, put these kids in work up again. Boot yeah, camp, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Cause Kenny Kenny used Zach and used him like a rag <laughs> and used every bit of talent out of that man. But yeah, so oh man. What good movies, you know. It's a very good movie. We actually were very spoiled. I know, we actually were, as kids. Because we actually got to watch, like, you know, I, I, when, when I was actually, we actually, when I was trying to do my list, I'm like, wow, we really watched this man grow up. Yeah, I know, because I'm just like, I can't remember, like, I think it was, obviously, I think it was the start of the year, they were saying that oh, it was 18 years since the, um, since High School Musical was released, was released. And like, his face, like, literally, they looked like kids, and we were obviously kids when we watched it as well. Good times. Good times, good stuff. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. And you know the worst the funny thing is, I remember when I was a child, my room was painted pink and I had posters of Zac Efron in High School Musical 2 on my wall and I used to always convince everyone I was going to marry him. Um, I think he's the only celebrity that would cry meeting. Him and Ronaldinho and really I'll cry. Those three. Everyone else, if I meet Paul Meskel, I can play it cool. I'll take the piss out of him. Harry Styles, I'd be fine. You know, Serena Williams. Are you sure be- about Harry Styles being fine? Yeah, I'll play it cool, man. I'm like, nah, man, nah, man. It ain't that deep, man. It ain't that deep. <laughs> I ain't gonna cry. Zach Efron, I fall to my knees. Yeah, he's definitely a legend in this game. Man. I've I've loved you since I was eight years old. I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time to love someone. I know. <laughs> That's hard work that's love that's real love you know you don't get love like that often you know yeah that's i think he's just like one of those people love him and um who, who's up there as well the people that we, i have no one we, else we, we, we just love <laughs> yeah because the rest of them just fell off um no offense to them but you know be, yeah none of the actors the disney channel actors they're not like do you know what yeah and i will, will say this to end zach efron came from this show young he was on these Disney channel stuff real young and I'll say Zendaya as well, alongside her, alongside it, came out of this amazingly. No yeah, real scandals. Yeah, because like people like Aaron, I forgot that he passed away. Rest in peace to him. Aaron, Who? I hope you're Aaron Carter. He was, yeah, he's been about for years Because ev- everyone has, he's come out of this so, like with his soul intact. Like he, he seems really well adjusted. Um, He's had a really good career. And that doesn't happen to a lot of Disney Channel or Disney actors, and he's come out of this. So, and honestly, I will say this to end. This is not the last that we'll see him in Oscar. I think this opens door for him, this role. That, yeah, he's still he's done, a he's decent young. age. Yeah, he's 36, you know. 
He's 36. He's got 30 wow. years to go. I know. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. But um, yeah, I'm in a, rela- I'm in a relationship, so I can't say I want Zach Efron, but you know, he's my one weakness. If he came to me and said, I want to marry you, I would say no, but I wouldn't say it confidently. Like, I need him to, you know, to slim him down again. I just feel like he doesn't he does look right in this film. Because he had to be beefy and it's okay. <laughs> you know? I, love, I love you as you are, Zach. You see me, I don't judge. <laughs> I was like, are you on steroids today? Pump you up before you came on I, set. I leave him alone. <laughs> I love him as he is. In his normal form, yes. In this film, uh, no. Like, the acting was brilliant, but I just couldn't get over the way he looked. <laughs> oh, God. But, oh my guys, God. it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, you yes. know, recording this for you. I mean, I think we had a good time because we'll suck it from. Yeah, we did. You know? So, you know, we had a very good time. So let's us um leave you. Yes. Um, but we actually you're gonna see us in our next episode because we're gonna go through our favorite movies. Yeah. Of a certain year, which will be very interesting, very fun. Um, but we hope to see you soon. And obviously we rate Zach F in our cinema. Him as a person, has he looks, who he is, and I in claw is cinema. So um, thank you guys so, so much for listening to us and listening to us rant and rave about high school musical being a cinematic masterpiece as it is. Uh, So thank you guys so much. Hope you have a lovely evening or morning or afternoon, wherever you are. And yeah, goodbye. Bye.